Hello. Hello. Welcome. To X to the Zennial. Absolutely. We are talking about, you know, Crisis Apocalypse series. Social isolation. <laughs> I've been training for this my whole life. Well, that's what we were just talking about, is that there's this, like, social distancing thing that everybody's talking about. And at the end of the day, like, it's something that you and I do anyway. I think a lot of people do it on their own anyway. Sure. It's just what isn't recommended by society. Right. <laughs> but I think that, especially as an introvert. Yeah. And as a new introvert, um, I prefer to be by myself. Yeah. Or just with, like, one or two other people. Right. So this, for me, is normal. It's fucking heaven. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's missing is I'm not going to work every day. Right? But it sounds like you're busy anyway. Oh or you have been. I have been. Well, yesterday, my first day of social distancing isolation, Yeah. I did something real weird. Just tell me what okay. you did. Are you, are you all... Brace yourselves. I'm ready. I sat on my ass in front of the television... For 10 hours straight. Nice. I never, I barely watch TV. Right? I can't even tell you the last movie I watched. Okay. I sat on my ass for 10 hours and watched Love is Blind. Love it. Have you seen this? Love is Blind. No. It's this new Netflix show about these people and they're in social isolation. They have to talk to each other in these pods. What? And they get to know each other and they have to fall in love through this pods. They never get to see each other. Is it like real? It's real. It's it like a reality show. Yes, by Netflix. And so they're in the pods, and then they have to propose to each other without ever seeing each other. And then once they do, then they can see each other, and then they have to say yes again and do the proposal, like, after they kind of get For how long is this thing happening? I think it was, like, 40 days. I don't know. I have two more episodes left. Okay. I totally jumped out and trashed out on it. <laughs> I... Love this social experiment. Interesting. It's fascinating. Well, it's the perfect time for this to happen. It is amazing. It is exactly the time. Everybody get on your apps and social isolate <laughs> and talk to each other through the phone. Right. For the next three weeks and see if love is blind. But I also think that, you know, let's address some things first. Of all. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that, though. You're welcome. Um, first of all, I want to say uh, in, a, in a warning type way, I am not any kind of a doctor. Okay? Not yet. Okay. But I'm not a medical doctor. I, I have a master's degree in counseling. Kat has a master's degree in counseling. But we are also both very smart, astute humans. True story. Okay? The things that I am going or we are going to talk about or recommend are based solely on our experience. Perspective. And not any kind of medical thing. So do not take what we are saying as medical advice. That is not what we're doing. Or emergency care services. Absolutely. Advice or anything. No. Um, that being said, I think that there are certain things that we have to consider um, when we are talking in this very strange crisis time. We are in a very strange time. Absolutely. And the things that are happening are so novel to our experience in our lifetime, yeah. but they are not novel in the history of Western civilization or humanity. Right. We have had several pandemics in history that have created this kind of reality. We have just not experienced it in our lifetime. Right. And so, you know, we talk about, I'm the Generation X and you're the, the Xennial. Yep. Um, I was thinking about after 9-11, where people were kind of freaking out and we were really scared and we weren't um, 
Very uncertain. Absolutely. Just a lot of uncertainty as to what's going to happen in the next yes. two hours, what's going to happen in the next two days, two weeks, and two months. 100%. And I think that's kind of where we are again. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that. I was in, uh, I was an undergrad. I was in Colorado. And I remember there being this heightened level of anxiety. Right. And the fact that this kind of crisis or the, the 9-11 crisis happened and there was not social media, but there was certainly more like a 24 hour news cycle right. and lots of information um, and lots of lots of fear. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we're in that same place. But I think it's on steroids this time. Tell in my more. experience. Yeah. I think this is a lot more on steroids. Okay. Um, so 9-11 happened and I was in the dorms at the University of New Mexico. I was a freshman in college and I remember my boyfriend called me and said, where are you? And I said, I'm in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> he just called me in my dorm room. Sure. Um, and he was like, stay there. I'll be right there. Okay. So he comes and he tells me what happened. Okay. And I was like, no. But then instantly it was to the TV all day long mm-hmm. waiting for updates. Mm-hmm. Right. And those were coming in just through the television. Well, right now, I say this is on steroids because this is on Instagram, this is on Facebook, this is on every single social media outlet, the news is going 24-7, TVs are going 24-7, people are communicating throughout the globe with one another instantly. Absolutely. Which was not something that we saw back in 2001 being such... That connectedness being Absolutely. there. It was there because, it, what, uh, I think Facebook started, no, Facebook started in 2004. Um, but people started using it a little bit more in but 2007. But there, there were, like, chat things sure. and things of that mm-hmm. nature back in 2001 for that, like, communal world connection. Yeah. But not not like today. No. Not like, not like it is. And then this is coming from every outlet. Different information is coming. And things are changing instead of, like, every two hours, every 20 minutes. Absolutely. And I think that that's a very valid point, right? Because now we're seeing videos of um, people in Italy and, and people around the world and how they're responding to this crisis. Absolutely. Um, good and bad, right? So the, the challenge is if you're already prone to anxiety or if you're just an anxious human, and you and I have talked about the fact that we are, yeah. um, it makes that so much worse. And right. let me just quickly... Um, so we're, I'm going to be working off of the anxiety skills workshop that I wrote, um, and then we're going to continue talking throughout. Um, but I am working on trying to put my, uh, work, um, workshop skills paperwork, the handouts, Uh on to my, um, website. Oh, will you give the website address? I will. It is luna-x2-llc.com. Luna. X2 LLC. And we'll post that in the comments section of our um, Podbean today, too, when we post this. Absolutely. I also do want to post uh, back episodes on the website. I'll get there. Mm-hmm. But I want to let you know that this is kind of where we're coming from. Is I did an anxiety skills workshop uh, last year, a couple years ago. I wrote it up, and, and I definitely give it out as handouts. Um, but I do want to kind of define anxiety for our clients who maybe never looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. And so they can have an awareness of what they're feeling right now. Um, so then we can also talk about how to address it. Does that Perfect. make sense? Okay. Um, so what is it? What is anxiety? Anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, unease, typically around an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Synonyms for anxiety are worry, concern, apprehension, apprehensiveness, uneasiness, fearfulness, uh, fear, disquiet, disquietude, 
Um, agitation, angst, misgivings, nervousness, nerves, tension, tenseness. Would they all fit, do you think, for how we define anxiety? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the psychiatry definition is a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension, typically with compulsive behavior and or panic attacks. So in our world, anxiety and anxiety disorder is a general umbrella. Right. Underneath that, um, you have things like, OCD, you have things like trauma and stress disorders, like PTSD. Um, <laughs> there's social um, anxiety, where you like kind of stress out about being around other people. That's why I don't go to Walmart and can handle places like that. Exactly, I have that same feeling. Um, but anxiety disorder specifically will look typically like someone experiencing that kind of worry, concern, tension for longer than several weeks at a time. And most people, when I talk with them about anxiety, they recognize that they've probably been what I call a high-strung kid, mm -hmm. then turns into a high-strung teenager, then turns into an anxious adult, there right? Is. And so when, when I describe it that way to clients, they're like, oh, fuck, I have been anxious my whole life. There it is. Um, and I'm like, yeah. So... Right now, especially when we talk about, uh, typically about an imminent event, the current climate with uh, coronavirus or COVID-19 is that people are overly concerned with their own health, safety, all those things. Mm -hmm. And then they're also worried about family members. Right. Because this is a real thing and it's happening. Mm -hmm. We get to talk about it in real time. Right. But also looking at how it's affecting our mental health. Right. And where that's all stemming from. Like, I have not, to be honest, even though I'm, like, kind of a, I'm a tightly wound, strung out person. Um, <laughs> not strung out, but high strung. But high strung. That's there different. Go. Oh, that's right. I'm, I'm not, this, I'm not, yeah. I'm like a little chihuahua. Mm -hmm. Just very neurotic. Right. Um, but I've actually, like, through this whole thing, I've been looking at the CDC's website, and I've been looking at the World Health Organization. Good. I have not been putting the news on 24-7. I have been doing my normal with the social media, which is pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not listening to the sound bites. Good. Okay, because the sound bites, what happens with me in those sound bites, as I've learned of myself with the news and social media and all the things, is those things stress me out. Yes. The sound bite is what stresses me out. So what I do is I go to the data. Mm -hmm. I've been looking at the CDC, the World Health Organization. Yes. My concern right now is not for my health. It's for my little sister who has mm -hmm. respiratory problems, right? This thing goes after respiratory problems. People with respiratory and my grandparents mm -hmm. because they're older and that seems to be the cohort with which this is like impacting the most. Exactly. Okay? And so I want to also say, again, we're not doctors, but... Right. Generally, with any contagious disease, so like right. the flu even, right. or a cold, or pneumonia, or any of those things, what you need to look at is immunocompromised humans. Exactly. So anybody with chronic illness, anybody who, um, you know, typically is just not healthy right. in general, right. could be affected more significantly with this. Right. Whereas you and I and the large majority of the Western world and right. specifically in the United States, if you're healthy, 
if you get exercise on a regular basis, if you eat well, if you are... Sleep well. If you sleep well. Like, if all of those things are status quo, this should not be that bad. Right. That being said, I do not want to go against any of the, the things that talk about social distancing because right. I think it's important. I think it is important because we are trying to protect other people. Yes. So me, I'm still practicing social distancing, social isolation. Mm -hmm. When I do go out, wash my hands Absolutely. right away. I'm carrying hand sanitizer in my uh, in my purse now. I Because I'm doing this from a place of diligence for other people. Yes. I don't want to be spreading this. Like I said, I'm not concerned about myself getting it. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about those around me. So I'm practicing within what the World Health Organization, what the CDC are saying to do. Yes. Even my employer. That's why I'm not at work. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I'm doing my due diligence to keep the general population healthy. And I think that that is a really great point to talk about the fact that these kinds of precautions are not necessarily to keep us away from our loved ones or to keep right. us away from other people, but they are to encourage. And, you know, there's this hashtag now of, of flatten the curve, right? So if we can minimize contact yeah. for a while, not forever, we can minimize contact for a while. Those of us who will probably stay asymptomatic and healthy aren't spreading it to the immunocompromised humans. Exactly. So that's the whole point in doing this. So when you start to think about your, you know, from a fear place of, I don't want to get sick, I don't want to get people sick, I'm going to die, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not helpful. No. <laughs> that's <laughs> right? not. We need to take a deep breath when those thoughts start coming. Absolutely. When we start feeling our heart rate go up. Yes. And we start feeling our, you know, look at your physical indicators of anxiety in your body right now. Sure. You know, when you are starting to hear these things, your heart rate might increase, your mm -hmm. blood pressure might increase. You might breathing. get sweaty palms. Sweaty like you palms. start to get a little uh, shortness of breath. Right. So that, that actually leads me into the, the two kinds of anxiety typically, right? Okay. So there's the physical type, which I usually refer to as panic. So it's shortness of breath, numbness in the extremities, tingling uh, in your you know fingers, toes, whatever, emotional dysregulation, excessive crying, heart palpitations, chills, excessive heat, and generally feeling terrible. The thought kind is excessive worry, ruminating, fear, constant internal chatter, which is usually negative, and what I have called the doom train thinking. I know I've said it on the podcast before, but certainly my clients know that it's that worst case scenario, um, yeah, but what if, you know, we all play that game of like, but what if this happens? What if this happens? Right. You and I are definitely people who do that. Totally. But those are the two kinds of... Um, ways of defining anxiety. And usually people, if they have the physical type, they'll have the thought type. Right. Now, if you just have the thought type, you may not have a panic attack, but that could happen. Right. So paying attention to your physical response when you're thinking about um, quarantining, when you're thinking about, oh my God, I have to go to the store. When you're thinking about, holy shit, there's no toilet paper. Like right. all of those things create a physical response. Right. Take a deep breath right. when this all starts and Absolutely. take a deep breath because that's going to help you bring down the heart rate. That's going to help you get some oxygen. That's going to just keep breathing. But I had a really surreal experience that kind of did bring on 
my engagement to some some anxiety with mm -hmm. regards to this. And I've been like super cool as a cucumber. Um until yesterday morning. Okay, tell me. So we're we're not out of toilet paper at the house. Good, I'm so glad. We are low-ish on toilet paper. Um so I went to the store mm -hmm. yesterday morning at about 6:30 in the morning to get toilet paper. I was okay. like, I'll go early in the morning, first thing, go in, get in, get out. Okay. Get what I need. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I go to the grocery store, I get there at 6:45, they open at 7. There is a line of people already outside the grocery store. Okay. This was weird to me. Yep. I've never seen anything like this in my adult life. Absolutely. And I was like, ooh. This is weird. This is weird. So I sit in my car because it's cold. And I'm also in my pajamas. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I was going to run in. I have my slippers on. And I, everybody kind of goes in. They open at five, five minutes early. Everyone goes in. I jump out of my car. I go in. And I just beeline straight to the toilet paper aisle. Because that's all I need. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I get there, everything's gone. The 20, 30 people that were ahead of me got everything. A woman, so kind. She had two packages. She put them in this elderly, one of them in this elderly woman's basket who I was behind going into the aisle. Love it. When I saw that, I was like, what a wonderful woman. And, like, that's so kind. And I yes. like to see that people are still being kind during this. Absolutely. I'm sure everybody's very, everybody's really stressed out. Yeah. So I get to the aisle, and there is nothing. Okay. And so I'm so happy that woman shared what she was able to get with this older woman. Yes. And, um, so the manager, store manager, Dan, he's standing there and I know him cause I've been going to this Walmart or this, uh, Albertsons for mm -hmm. 16 years. And I was like, Hey Dan, when's the next shipment of toilet paper? And he's just immediately defensive. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, okay, that's, that's okay. I said, when, you know, should I just come back every morning and check? And he's like, well, come back on Wednesday. He's very stressed. Sure. And I, I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. You know, Dan, like, no worries. I'll just come back every day. I'll come and check. Like, it's okay. Don't, yeah. don't, don't worry. And then I left because I, that's all I needed sure. um, was the TV. So I left and I got in my car and I just had like a moment of like, holy shit, this is a reality. Yes. Like all of a sudden this is real to me and it hasn't been because I've just been looking at data and compartmentalizing like, okay, this is what I need to do to keep my health self, yes. self healthy. This is what I need to do to keep baby girl and my grandparents healthy. Like this is all what we need to do. But this was the first time that. It was like a stark reality in your face. Exactly. That there is. A serious people are in crisis mode. And people are doing things... That they would do in crisis mode. Absolutely. And I hadn't seen that yet. Yep. But I saw it. Yeah. And so then I got a little bit jiggity about it. Yeah. But then now I'm fine. Well, and, and so that that's a great point. Um, so as we're talking about this, I don't... We're not talking about it to induce panic. Mm -hmm. Let me start there. Um, what I'd like to do is have a, a few more um, exchanges like this, but I definitely want to go into some of the tools and skills mm -hmm. that, um, that I use in the workshop because it's helpful for us to remember. Mm -hmm. And my clients who, who are used to uh, working with me and, and doing all the things, like these are things I share with them every day, which is why I decided to write a workshop. But um, before we go any further, because what you just said gave me a little bit of panic, um, so okay. I want to kind of do some grounding, okay? Yes. And um, I teach breathing skills. It's not one of the first things I teach when I'm teaching or working with someone with anxiety. Perfect. Because part of, just like what you said, is it helps us to get back into our bodies yep. and not just stay in our heads. Yep. The other thing is that three deep breaths can calm us down enough to be able to then make a rational choice 
as opposed to make an impulsive choice. Right. Okay. So, um, in addition to doing, you know, counseling and therapy and workshops, um, I do hypnotherapy and I have been told that I have a very hypnotic voice. You do. <laughs> <laughs> soothing all the things. Um, so what I'm going to ask is just quickly now while I've got, you know, everybody's attention is to take a deep breath. And so this is called a diaphanactic breath. So it engages your diaphragm or a four by four breath. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a deep breath in with our nose and you're going to hold it for four seconds and then you're going to blow out like you're blowing a candle. We're going to do that again. Deep breath in and hold for four and out. one more time deep breath in and hold and out tell me how that feels i feel lightheaded because i have all this oxygen in my body exactly. but i feel really calm and like i actually feel like i've oxygen in my fingers yes it's very nice well and so the other thing that it does is it adds oxygen to our brain when we are panicking, we tend to hold our breath. Yeah, we get hypoxic. Absolutely. And so that also induces a physiological panic, well, right? Well, raises our heart rate because we need that oxygen to be circulating around in our blood to be bringing oxygen to our vital organs. And if we're kind of sequestering that or shallow breathing yep. even, we're not getting what we need. Exactly. When we get oxygen to our brain and calm ourselves down, then we can actually start to reduce the, the heart rate, right. you know, rapid things that are happening. Um, we are telling our nervous system that we're okay. Right. And so the other thing I like to do, and this is going to be hard to do on audio, but if you hold your hand out in front of you, whatever your dominant hand is, take your other hand and squeeze that skin between your thumb and your index finger. It always hurts so bad. It does hurt, but it's a pressure point. Exactly. And so if you just massage that a little bit, what that also does is it brings you back into your body and out of your head. Right. Um, a long time ago, I used to have migraines. And so I had a friend who was a paramedic or an EMT and they used this technique to uh, help with headaches. Love it. And what I know to be true is it helps when you're panicking and it gives you something to do. Nice. Yeah. So if you're starting to like panic or freak out, when I panic, when I have a panic attack, mm -hmm. um, I count on my fingers. So I touch my you thumb tap. to each finger and then I'll do it forwards and backwards. And what that does is it, again, brings me back into my body. It gets me go. out of my head and it gives me something to do. So whatever you find yourself doing when you have anxiety, your body is taking care of you. Yep. But you don't always know that that's what's happening in the moment. So this is it's autonomic. Exactly. So the other thing is, as I'm looking at you, um, sometimes our shoulders will go up right. when we're stressed, right? And so I consciously think about pushing them down when I am starting to have anxiety. So I can feel it. I don't mm -hmm. always know. I'm not consciously doing it. But if all of you that are listening right now can just take a moment to... Go ahead and put your shoulders down. Drop them. Mm -hmm. And then move your head from one side to the other 
So move your right ear to your right shoulder and then move it over to your left shoulder and then drop it forward and move it back. And if you want to move it around in a circle, you can do that. If you want to clench your jaw and then release it and open your mouth, that would be helpful. Same is true for your fists. If you want to make a fist and then release. What we're teaching you to do is to do a body scan. Um, that is going to be in the packet that I give you, but really paying attention to what is happening in your body mm -hmm. when you're anxious. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times we don't realize that we're, we've got, we're clenching our jaw and our shoulders are up until we kind of take some inventory of what's going on. Right. Okay. Um, the breathing is super helpful. The, uh, body scan is super helpful. Um, Grounding is a way of really recognizing what is true versus what your head is telling you. Right. And I do that with clients in a fact-checking way. Yes. And we talked about What's that. What's the data? Exactly. What's true? Right. And I love that you said, like, I check the CDC and I check the World Health Organization because if I'm just paying attention to the news... I would be... I'd be a basket case right now. Tell me why. Because there are so, like, the interactions that I've had with my grandparents when I've gone to check on them, then they have the news on 24-7. So the sound bites just that I've heard over past, last week, because mm -hmm. I went over there twice last week to check on them, um, not because of the coronavirus stuff going on, just because I do that. <laughs> so I take care of them. Um, but what I went over in that thing, the, that thing, the TV being on and the sound bites I'm hearing are, were totally freaking me out. Yeah. I was like, wow, this sounds a lot worse than what I'm hearing over here at the CDC and the World Health. Yes. And so the, with the TV going and going and going and going and going, you know, and then I turned on my Instagram and I'm seeing, seeing, seeing. It just, yeah, you just got to right. go back to my data. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are the facts? What can I yes. do to bring myself into not getting caught wrapped up in this absolutely because there's again how we started this there's so much information going on and everything's changing every 10 every 10 minutes you know yeah. by moment by moment you know i did not know on thursday during my staff meeting with my team at two o'clock in the afternoon that i would not be going to work for the next three weeks i found that out two and a half hours after that staff meeting right when the state of new mexico released that information mm -hmm. and then i went to the cdc and the world health and was like, okay, what's the data telling me? Who's impacted? What are mortality rates? Where is this at? Okay, take a deep breath. We're just practicing good health and good hygiene for Absolutely. our society. Yes. We are, that is all we are doing right now. We are practicing good health and good hygiene for our whole society. Absolutely. I love that you say that because it's really important to ground yourself in what is true, right? Um, so there is a sheet and you can totally find it on the internet. Um, it's called the thought record sheet and I got it, um, from the, the internet and it's part of this. I did not write it, uh, but someone who did, which is lovely, it's, I give it to clients on a regular basis. And so usually it asks you to, and I don't have clients fill this out and bring it to me. That's not helpful for me or them, okay. but I do encourage them to kind of go through this process. So I'm going to read it again. I did not write this, but, um, 
there is a link in my workshop stuff. Um, so if you find that, then it'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> then you'll be aces. You'll exactly. have the form. So it talks about um, whatever the situation or trigger is. So what happened? Where were you? When was this? Who were you with? So you can identify whatever that is for yourself. Right. Um, what are your feelings? This rates um, from a zero to 100%, but I usually tell clients to do a one to 10, okay. right? Um, what emotions are you feeling right now or at the time? Um, how intense is it? What did you notice about your body and where do you feel it? So most people, when they talk about their anxiety, they talk about feeling it in their chest mm -hmm. or in their stomach, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's perfect because a lot of times when I talk to clients, I talk about your head, your heart, and your stomach or right. your gut, right? right. Um, and so what usually our anxiety affects our chest, right? Mm -hmm. It affects our breathing. It affects our heart rate. Um, sometimes we just start to feel tense in our chest and shoulders. Um, so where do you feel it in your body? Um, and then there are unhelpful thoughts or images that validate that situation or trigger. Right. Okay. So let's talk about the, the store incident. Okay. okay? Um, so what went through your mind when that happened? What about that disturbed you? And what were your thoughts or images or memories? And what did it mean to you? So can you answer some of those? Okay, so... So the first one was, what went through your mind when he was like tense and there was no toilet paper? That he was really stressed out. And that I needed to take care of him. Okay, fair <laughs> so. enough. Um, what disturbed you about that whole scenario? That he was that concerned because he knows the mass distribution of the warehouses because that's something he brought up like that was a word he's like we only got one case and even our distributors and our suppliers are having a hard time mm -hmm. and I was like well that's a pickle right that's, that's different that's weird <laughs> yeah like this is the United States of America yep we have everything we have everything in surplus yes what do you mean that the main places the main warehouses with toilet paper are out yeah that there is that's this is america yeah we have everything in surplus yeah that's what kept coming really up coming up so that the one of the other questions in that section is what button is this pressing for me so what button was being pressed by that whole situation the reality button okay because i wasn't engaged in the reality that was going on around me that nice. was that everybody was stocking up on things and that everybody really is in a panic state right so it also presses the fear button right because i'm not there exactly i wasn't i, I haven't got i kind of got there a little bit then i de-escalated went back to my data but yeah the fear button where i was like what we're out of a basic commodity that I, that we usually have in surplus like this right. isn't this isn't natural. This isn't our day-to-day. -day. Sure. Something sure. is wrong. And and that's one of the things that I think is is happening now is that people are seeing other humans behave in a panic way. Right. And then that creates panic for them, right? right. So And panic is just fear, right? It's right. just anxiety. It's coming from fear. It's coming from worry. Mm -hmm. And it's behavior that we're not used to seeing, which right. then induces it for everyone else. Right. A lot of my clients who are empaths are empathic. They're feeling not just their own anxiety, but the anxiety of everyone else around them. Well, and that's how I felt about the store manager. Exactly, because like, you could feel his I could anxiety. Feel and then the words he was using, and then I was like, oh, this is the first time that this whole thing has kind of 
Not me a little bit jiggity. Sure. So the next one is facts that support your unhelpful thought. So were there any facts that supported that worry, concern, fear, reality button? Yeah, that toilet paper aisle was cleaned out. Absolutely. So that was a fact. That was a fact. I okay. can see that. Um, what facts do I have about the unhelpful thought that are totally true? Well, that was true. That was there true. There was nothing there. There right? was nothing there. But what you also did immediately thereafter was, how do I fix it? Right. And I love that. And we'll go there in a second. So facts are evidence against the unhelpful thought. What facts do I have that are not totally true? So you went to one store. One store. Yep. You went to one paper goods aisle. That's it. Okay. Just one. And you were able to calm yourself enough to know if I did a thing, mm -hmm. then I will probably find toilet paper again. If I went across the street to Walmart, my most like loathed place on the planet, right. I might have found some at that hour. Sure. I might have. Absolutely. And that would have been cool, but I don't go there. Right. But you, you could have gone to any other store as well yeah. and probably found something. Exactly. Um, funny story. Uh, so my siblings are all on a, on a group feed. Mm -hmm. And when all of this started to go down, my sister, one of my sisters was like, I don't, she doesn't listen to this, so I can fucking talk about it. Um, she's like, <laughs> I don't have any toilet paper. I'm down to my last roll. And so we're all talking about it, this and that. And then she's like, she sent a picture of gas station toilet paper and she was like gas station toilet paper score <laughs> and then my other sister was like yes go to places where you know that yeah. you wouldn't think about right. right um on saturday i went to sprouts sunday to get snacks and they had some and you know what it was the calmest most beautiful experience there were people being kind to each other okay. i think they had a limit on how many you could buy and it was fantastic. Love it. You know, it was just people. And, and that's the other thing. In terms of alternative, realistic, balanced perspective, if you get caught up in the fear, mm -hmm. then you will stay there. Well, exactly. So I went home after like, you know, and it was, and I didn't, I don't think I went, I didn't like go full on panic crisis. I didn't. Because yeah. then I went home. And I got on Amazon, mm -hmm. and I was like, I'll order a bidet handle and hose my butt off. Sure. Let's find an alternative source to that. There are other... Ways of doing ways this. Ways of taking care of this business. Sure. So, yeah. So, if I need it, it's, on, it's in my basket. It's mm -hmm. in my cart. So, if what I do have at the house is gone, goes away, and I, sure. you know, I'm down to my last roll... I'll Amazon Prime that shit and install a bidet in my bathroom. And there we go. Right. Moving back on. Again, we do. We live in the 21st century. Yes. There are resources at our disposal. But I think when we're in crisis and panic, nobody thinks about a, a booty hose spray. <laughs> they just want their teepee. Well, it's funny because, and like. they're going to perseverate on their teepee. Yes. Get a booty hose. Or, or just make other arrangements. Washcloth? I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want to see your face. What I was telling her, right? I was like, I don't know. Um, but I was telling my sisters, like, I was like, use paper towels yeah. and don't put them in the plumbing. No, 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 no. Put them in the garbage can. Put them in the garbage can. But, you know, baby I wipes. think for like baby wipes, also put them in the garbage can. Mm -hmm. Even for like regular booty wipes, I don't put them down the trash. I mean, I don't put them down the, the plumbing. I put them in the garbage. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lots of other ways of doing this, guys. Like, we don't have to get so wrapped up in 
the fear of what could potentially happen. Well, have you ever gone to the grocery store before, in the past, before this whole situation, sure. right, circumstance, mm -hmm. and you're like, I'm going to go get some fresh salmon for dinner tonight, mm -hmm. okay? And then you go to the grocery store, and they are out in the fish section of all the fresh salmon for the day. Yeah. And you're like, bummer. But you don't take that as, oh my gosh, the oceans are polluted, right. the world is falling apart, all the ships have crashed, and now we will never have salmon again. Right. Like, the world is fucking ending. Yeah. No, you don't. It's, okay, well, it's not here. I guess I'll, I'll go with an alternative fish, or I'll have steak. Yes. Or whatever it is. It's just, this is a, this is just a little weird yeah. It's just a weird... That's all it is. Find alternative solutions. Weird patch. It's a weird patch. Um, we are going to run out of time, um, and I want to just touch on a couple more things. Um, I will have this available. If you want a copy, I will be more than happy to email it to you, um, but I will also make sure that there's a link on my, um, on my website. Perfect. Um, just a couple more things. Um, I do want you to be able to fact check, right? Yes. I also want you to remember gratitude. Yes. To remember that even though things are scary mm -hmm. and even though um, we're socially isolating, we also live in an amazing time where we can reach out and do other things. Absolutely. And so um, when I want to feel connected to my people, I shoot a text message. There you go. Right? I get on social media, I'll send an email. Yeah. I can make a phone call. Right? right? I can connect with other people in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But I also work on the point of gratitude. And I love that you pointed out the the lovely image of that one woman who had two things of toilet paper and giving one to an older lady. It was so sweet. Absolutely. So quickly, I had gone on Sunday evening to the store and... Uh, and I wasn't panicked or scared or worried, but I was like, I need to get a few things and staples, whatever. Um, and I saw this woman and she was just beautiful. And she looked up at me and, you know, she just, we made eye contact and we said something. And, uh, and she said, you know what I'm, I'm noticing is that everyone is being really kind and they're smiling and they're making eye contact. And she reached over and she touched my shoulder. And I said, and they're touching each other. I'm going to cry. And I reached over and I touched her shoulder and I gave her a hug and it was fine. Yeah, we're going to be fine. It's we're going to be, be okay. fine. It's going to be okay. It's going to be weird and it's going to be different. What I'm also loving is like right now in Venice, the canals are totally clean because there's no humans fucking with it. So. <laughs> it's so good for the environment right now. Absolutely. Keep but I, I mean, that's the, absolutely. <laughs> um, that's the thing that we have to remember, right? We are all humans on this planet. Yes, this is affecting us. And unfortunately, some people are going to pass. And it's really sad. It is really sad. It's really sad. But it is impacting us in other ways to really rise to the occasion of being amazing human beings. Which is phenomenal. And we have the resources to be able to get through this. Like, I went across the street, my neighbor's home, her son, he was like a little bit, had a cold or something. But, you know, we talked to each other through the gate, mm -hmm. and it was fine. I don't ever want us to get to a place where we're so scared that we close in on each other and we don't, we close in on ourselves mm -hmm. and then we don't connect, yeah. right? I know that you guys are feeling a lot of this, but I also want you to feel the hope. Yep. 
to recognize that we live in a time where we have resources and we have organizations that are really helping yep. to the National address Guard. things. Absolutely. If you are in crisis right now, the National Guard. The schools are still feeding families yes. and students um, at school sites all throughout our community. Absolutely. Our community is really coming together to create food boxes. If you have time to give back, to the community and you feel well and you know things are good go and volunteer to do some food boxes or donate to your donate. food food pantries yes um also i want really to point out because i am a small business owner because i am being impacted my my clients if you don't show up i, I can't get paid Right. Um, and it's not just about my money, but like, this is how I make money. Right. So I do offer video sessions. Um, you know, reach out, let me know if you want to switch from in-person to video, that's totally fine. Um, but support your small businesses. Yes. Definitely get out there and order to go and order, you know, mm -hmm. delivery or whatever, but also be kind to each other. Yep. Patient. Just be patient. Just be patient. Be, you know, be open to... Even though you're staying home, even though you're doing whatever you're doing, recognize that there's someone out there who's who doesn't have the same resources of friends and love and all the things that we have. So check on those people. Yes. Right? And so our school people who are off for right now, yep. hopefully will continue to get paid and all of your things. But, but rather than fearing and worrying about, I'm not going to have any money and I'm not going to be able to pay my bills, rec recognize that this is temporary. Right. And as long as we are all kind of following the guidelines of the CDC and the World Health Organization, we're going to get through this. We are. And we will be better for it, recognizing that we have each other. Right. So even though we're recommended to socially isolate and stay by ourselves in quarantine, please do that. If you yes. don't feel well, don't go anywhere. Right. But reach out and check in with your people. Reach out and touch base with your siblings and your friends and your your families and let them know that you love them. Even your colleagues that you're not going to see. I'm on Absolutely. for three weeks. I'm not going to see anyone that I work with for three weeks, but I'm still going to text them yeah. to see how they're doing because I, I do that on a daily basis with them when I see them at work. How Absolutely. are you doing? I don't want things. Things to not have to change that significantly no. for us in our relationships and dynamics that we have with other people because we need that. Absolutely. We need that right now more than than anything. Absolutely. And so Kat and I wanted to come together to go ahead and do our podcast because it's important to us yep. and it's important to you. Yep. Um, we appreciate you listening. And if, if you are in any way like frustrated or scared, um, you can email us on Instagram or at X, the number two, T H E X E N N I A L at Gmail. And I will send you a copy of the anxiety skills workshop. Um, if you have any questions, you want us to talk about other things, we're going to get together again in two weeks and do this. Yep. Um, but we want to remind you all to be kind to each other, to be careful, mm -hmm. and to be ready for whatever comes. Because we, as human beings, are incredibly resilient. Mm -hmm. We are. Okay. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Happy birthday song twice. Two times. <laughs> have um, a great evening. Have a great day, evening. Rest morning. of the time and we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. Thank you.